When you think of the word CEO, what comes to mind? A couple of years ago, if you would have asked me that question, I would have stared at you blankly. Um, what? Aren't CEOs just part of the corporate world? Wrong. A CEO is the main leader of a company, whether it's big or small, the person who calls the shots and has the final say. And that's you, my friend, whether you know it or whether you believe it. It's been an incredible experience over the past several years to watch my business transform now that I've embraced the role as CEO. In today's episode, I can't wait to share with you three truths that effective CEOs embrace so that you too can walk confidently into this new perspective of what the CEO of your business looks like. If you're ready, let's jump right in. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mom photographers out there feeling overwhelmed trying to raise a thriving family and build a profitable business you love. I'm a business and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and homeschooling mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to the never-ending to-do lists, endless hours of editing, and the trail of messes strewn across the floor. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to step into the role as CEO in your motherhood and your business. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, take some serious action, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth, then you're in the right place. Hey mama, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here with you for another episode. So I've got to be honest with you. This past, I guess these past three months have been so incredibly busy for me. If you didn't already know, I hosted the Focused Mom Photographer Summit, which was absolutely incredible. It took me about two and a half months to plan for and one week to execute And then it was over and it was so sad because I got to develop some really cool relationships with a lot of you and I want to continue those relationships and keep those going. So if you haven't had a chance to join our Facebook group called the Purpose Gathering Mamas, I would love for you to head over there and join. I'll be sure to put a link in the show notes, but oh my gosh, it was such an incredible week. We had over 22, I guess it was 22 exactly, presentations about how to really be focused in your photography business as a mom, because I know how hard it can be trying to juggle both. So I just want to say that I'm so excited to be recording this episode. This is my first episode that I've recorded post-summit. I have taken a little break because quite honestly, I really needed it. And so I'm back and I am ready to continue pouring into you guys. And so I hope that you are as excited as I am about today's episode. If you didn't catch my most previous episode, I actually posted one of the presentations that I did during the summit called How to Run Your Photography Business Like a CEO. So if you haven't caught that episode yet, I encourage you to go check back listen, um, and then 
either continue listening to this one now, or you can listen to that one first and then come back. Because maybe you're still in that camp where you're like, I don't even really understand what my job is as the CEO. And that episode will give you basically everything you need to know to get started. But if you've already listened to that and you are ready to dive deeper, I am so excited to share with you these three truths that effective CEOs embrace. And this has taken me quite a long time to figure out. And so I'm really excited to share them with you. So number one, truth number one, just because I can do it all doesn't mean I should. Oh my gosh, guys, this has been one that is so hard. And quite honestly, it's still hard. There are still certain things in my business that I just have a really hard time of letting go of. And I think that there's this time in your business where you really, this pivot, I guess, where you start to see your business from a different perspective. You start to see it from a future perspective, and you're not just stuck in the mentality of task completion, which we talked about in the last episode, where you really start to own the CEO mindset, and you put aside the employee mindset. Because obviously, as a solopreneur, you are in charge of both, right? You're in charge of the task completion, but you're also in charge of the trajectory of where your business is going and making sure that you're future planning and not just worried about getting the stuff done on your to do list, right? And so I think it's really important that you understand and adopt this new mentality that if you want to scale and grow your business, you have to get out of solopreneur mindset. So just because you are a solopreneur today, and maybe you don't have anyone on your team yet, doesn't mean that you won't in the future. And the quicker that you realize that, the faster that you will be able to grow. And I don't think that this idea is only concerning a team, right? So I just kind of want to put that out there where you might be feeling like you never want to grow a team, right? Like you are okay with saying small, you're okay with being a solopreneur. However, I still want you to think about the support that you need just as a human being, right? As a mom, as a woman, and think about how you're going to be able to handle it all. Because I feel like you wouldn't really be listening to this podcast if you had it all together, right? Like if you felt like you were doing motherhood and business amazingly, like you probably wouldn't be seeking, you know, encouragement in this area. So I just want to be really clear and upfront that getting support in your business doesn't always mean hiring someone. It could mean asking for help from someone that you know, right? Like your family members, your spouse, um, a trusted friend. Um, It could even mean hiring someone that doesn't help in the business. Maybe someone that helps at home. Maybe it's simply grocery delivery or things like that. So I've talked about outsourcing on my podcast before, and I'll be sure to link a couple of episodes in the show notes. I have one really great episode about what to outsource in your business and what to outsource at home. So I think that might really help. But I think that this idea, this truth is something that you need to step into in order to own your role as CEO. And just because I can do it all doesn't mean I should. So I just want to, I want you to marinate on that thought right now. I want you to really just think that through and I want you to journal through this. So maybe pause this episode and just write down like, what is really stressing me out 
I know for me, it's simply meal planning and prepping food. Like that's one of the things that I really don't enjoy doing. And so that's something that I have on my wish list to outsource one day. And so I want you to create that. I want you to allow yourself to think about it. And I want you to get out of the martyr mentality of like, must be nice, right? Like, I wish I could afford that. I wish that could be something for me one day. Get out of that mentality and think about that is going to be me one day. I will be outsourcing this one day. And switch that mindset. And I promise you that will help you so much in order to achieve those goals. I think also hiring help (laughs) requires a lot of releasing control. And I think a lot of us really struggle with that. I know for me, that's really hard, releasing control, especially when it comes to editing, because that's kind of like our creative outlet, right? Like we think, oh, if I, if I outsource my editing, that's going to take away like all of my creativity. And that's what I love to do. Well, I started outsourcing editing and I still have a hard time with it because it is, it is one of those things where it's like, oh, it's hard. But I love using photographers edit and they basically will take your sample edits. So you can go through a gallery and you can edit um, specific photos from each lighting scenario. So maybe you were indoors and then you went outdoors or maybe you were at one location and then you switched to another and your lighting changed. You can edit a few of those photos. I call them key photos um, from each lighting scenario. And then when you send them the gallery, you have flagged those photos as your key photos, and then they know what to use as they're editing your gallery. So basically they're just taking a lot of the grunt work off for you. So you are still in charge of the color correction, but they just do all the batch for you. They do the cropping for you. They, it's just amazing. So when you get to that point, where you can release some of that control, you get so much time back. And I think that is so valuable. And I think a lot of photographers just think that'll never be me. Like I can just never do that. But if you get stuck in that mentality of like, I have to do everything, like you will build a business where you are always overwhelmed. And it might be true. It might be true that you can edit your photos better than someone else. But just because you can do it better doesn't mean you should. So I want you to keep that in mind and I want you to embrace that. Even if you're not ready yet to outsource certain things, I still think it's an important truth to embrace. Okay, let's talk about the power of yet. So truth number two is the power of yet. This is talking about growth mindset. And I know that you've heard this and I've said this several times that if you're listening to this podcast, I know that you have a growth mindset. So a fixed mindset would mean like you're not willing to change at all. A growth mindset is I am willing to change, but I want you to take that a little step further too. And I want you to think of the power of yet. So I can't do this yet, but I am determined to figure it out. So for example, in my business, I feel like bookkeeping has always been one of those things that I don't enjoy. And I think a lot of you can relate because we are creative entrepreneurs. We have a really strong right brain. We are the creatives of the world. And thinking about financing is boring to me and not enjoyable. And I have put it off for so long of just being like, oh, 
I'll do like the bare minimum, but I'm not going to really know my numbers very well. And I'm just going to do it like when I absolutely have to. And what that created was just like a bunch of tension and never knowing where my business was, where it stood and what I needed to do in order to, you know, project or make a different plan for incurring more income is what I'm trying to say. So what I have done is I've made it fun and I've made it simple. And I've also given myself the opportunity in the room to grow, right? So instead of just saying like, oh, I'm just not good at bookkeeping, I'll just put that off or I just won't do it or I just won't look at my numbers because it's hard and I don't like it. I have given myself the opportunity in the space to grow. Like, you know what? I really don't enjoy my bookkeeping yet, but I'm going to get there. What can I do in order to make my bookkeeping fun? So Madison Brown of Madison Dearly gave an incredible presentation at the Focused Mom Photographer Summit about bookkeeping and finances and making it fun. And one of the best pieces of advice that she gave us was to do your bookkeeping with chocolate. And I just thought that was so genius. And this idea is so true with anything that you do. If you don't like something, incorporate something fun into it, something enjoyable into it to make it fun. So sometimes when I have work to do, CEO work to do, I will make a CEO date. This is actually my CEO date every week is usually generally at a coffee shop because I love coffee and it's a way that I'm able to treat myself. I'm able to enjoy what I'm doing while I'm sitting down at the coffee shop. And it could be stuff that's boring like bookkeeping, right? But I'm pairing it with something that I enjoy. Something that's really fun too, is to do something that you don't like with a friend or someone else who also like maybe isn't interested in that as well. And you can encourage each other and find ways that you can do it together to make it more fun. So maybe you create a spreadsheet together that you can each use in your business. So there are so many things that you can do with this truth of the power of yet. So I don't want you to get stuck anymore with the idea of, well, I just, I'm not good at that, or I just can't do that. So having that power to say, I'm, I'm not good at that yet, or I'm not really understanding that yet, but what can I do to figure it out? So I love Marie Forleo's saying of everything is figure outable. I think she wrote a book called that. And I just think it's so incredibly powerful to know that when you don't know something, you can figure it out. And if you personally can't figure it out, you can for sure find someone that already knows and can help you. And so don't get stuck. I think for so many years, I got stuck in thinking like my business will never grow because I have kids. It'll be too hard for me to do what I want to do because my family is a priority. I never believed that I could have both and that I could do both well and I could be an amazing mom and give my kids a present mom and support my spouse and also at the same time being an amazing business owner. And so I want you to embrace the power of yet. And then, as you know, in this podcast, I talk about this all the time, is that you can't just stop with the growth mindset. Because it's cool and all that you want to change and that you believe everything is figure outable, 
But if you don't actually go to the next step, which is the action mindset and actually doing something with what you know, then what's the point, right? A growth mindset is great, but without action, there's no change. So I want you to take the step and I want you to write down all the things that you're struggling with right now. Why are you feeling stuck? And I want you to repeat with me, everything is figure outable. And then I want you to make an action plan with actual tasks that you can check off. Because here's the other thing that I've noticed is a lot of us, we put things on our list that are so broad, like figure out my bookkeeping. And how can you check that off? (laughs) That is multiple steps in and of itself. And so it's really important that you take each thought, each stuckness, and create an action plan for what are you going to do to figure out your bookkeeping? Maybe you need to do some research about what program to even use. Maybe you need to sign up for that said program. Maybe you need to set aside some time to actually interact with that program and learn the program. Maybe you want to hire someone who has used that program. Maybe you have a friend who uses that program and they can just give you like a super simple crash course. So there are different steps that you need to unpackage beneath that one overarching task. So I hope all of this is making sense to you. And the third truth that effective CEOs embrace is that they view their failure as fuel. I'll say that again. Effective CEOs view their failure as fuel. So I want you to think about this truth. For a really long time, I let my failures defeat me. I let them hold me back. I let them convince myself that I was less than, that maybe I wasn't good enough. And I feel like these are blatant attacks from Satan. He wants to convince us that we are worthless and that we can never grow and that we can't figure things out. And I'm so disheartened to like admit this, but like it really held me back for so many years and I believed the lies and I let them completely derail all of my progress. And so I don't want that for you. And I read somewhere in a book or heard it in a podcast that you should fail faster. I don't know if you've heard that before, but it was such a new concept to me. And I was like, what? Like, why would you try to fail? That sounds awful. (laughs) But basically, what they were saying was that the faster that you can get to a no, or the faster that you can see that the door has been closed, the faster you can move forward, and that you can learn from it. And so I just really loved that concept. And in 2020, I absolutely embraced that. And I was like, you know what, I've been really scared about where to go in my business. Like, how do I pivot when the pandemic hit and all of my meetups that were in person had to be moved online and not a lot of people really wanted to be online. They were worried about the state of our world and they were worried about our their families and everything changed for me. And so, well, everything changed for everybody, but you know, like in my business in that moment, everything 
came to a halt. I had a photography business and a photo booth business at the time that really relied on being in person with people, right? And so I had to decide, like, what am I going to do? And I was scared. I started a podcast right at the beginning. So March of 2020, that was scary. That was new. A little bit later, I launched my first course. That didn't work for me. So I learned really quickly. That was that felt like a failure to me. But really what that failure was, was information. That, that wasn't the right path for me at that time. That's not what I wanted. That's not how I wanted to show up. And so I started a membership group and I did that. And that was the same year, all in 2020. And so in one year, I launched a podcast, I launched a course, and I launched a membership. And you might be thinking like, oh my gosh, that's crazy, Ashley, why would you do that? But it's because I wanted to fail faster. I wanted to see what worked. I gave each thing about six months. And I knew pretty quickly that it just wasn't the right path for me. And then I decided to launch a group coaching program. And so that's what I did next. And each step that I took was scary. And there were things that I wasn't sure about and that I didn't understand yet. But each new thing that happened was a really beautiful gift to give me insight about where I should go next. And so I want you to think about that as well. When you feel like you're failing at something, I want you to let it fuel you. I want you to let it be just information that helps you make a different choice or a different decision in the future. And when something isn't working, instead of asking, why me? I want you to use it as an opportunity to try something new, to stretch yourself and to figure out another way. And what I think is really important too, to effectively embrace all these truths is to have someone to do it with you so that you're not doing it alone because we were never meant to do life alone. God created each of us with this innate desire to be in community. And so I think it's really important that you join a community. We have the Purpose Gathering Mamas community that I mentioned that is an incredible place for you to plug in and get to know people. Put a um, post out there telling people who you are and what you're looking for in a business bestie. It might feel awkward to put yourself out there, but I'm telling you what, this is how you learn and grow. And if you don't have someone that's going through what you're going through, it can feel so lonely. And I know during the summit, a ton of people were telling me how lonely it feels. And I don't want you to feel that way anymore. But I also do want to give you tough love and say that like, people are not just going to flock to you, right? It's not just going to be always like serendipity where you just run into someone and you're like, oh my gosh, we're best friends. Sometimes you have to take a very awkward step and put yourself out there and ask if there's anyone out there who wants to connect with you. And so, and another thing we talked about at the summit too, was like, if you put yourself out there and you get rejected, don't stop. Like when you are sick and you go to a doctor and they don't give you what you want to hear, right? You get a second opinion. Or if they do tell you something, you're like, I want to make sure that's real, right? Get a second opinion. And so don't feel like you have to, you know, if you tried it once and it didn't work, that you have to quit. Don't give up because doing business alone is hard. I did it for eight years by myself and it was awful. And I don't want that for you. 
So I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. I want to recap just those three truths again, just so that you remember. So truth number one, just because I can do it all doesn't mean I should. Truth number two, have the growth mindset and the action mindset with the power of yet. Everything is figure outable. And truth number three, view your failure as fuel and fail faster. All right, mama, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with me. It always means so much. I would love for you to take a screenshot of this, share it out on Instagram with other mamas just like you who might be struggling to understand this role as CEO in their business. And I can't wait to connect with you. So if you want to head on over to Instagram and send me a DM, let me know who you are. I always love connecting with you guys and getting to know more about you. As always, mama, I am here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things and life is about more than just surviving. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our free online community and connect with like-minded mom photographers, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.